You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Ladies, hello, hello, hello. Welcome. It is Crystal Iram here, and I'm so excited. This is going to be basically like a masterclass, and it's going to be very, very powerful and very helpful to understand. We're basically going to talk about the men's stages of development and how their careers play into that, but it's going to be just important for you to understand that when you're dating men different ages, they're going to show up differently. They're going to show up differently in relationships. And so when you understand this, they're going to make so much more sense. It's going to be really, really helpful and powerful and awesome. So I am going to be sharing with you the stages of development. This is really, really incredible. This is so powerful. It's going to be so valuable when you understand this. And I'm going to be sharing my take on it and the examples that I'm giving are mine. But initially, when I learned of these stages of development, it's from a woman named Allison Armstrong. Okay, Allison is... She has been a teacher in the love and relationship space forever, and this particular concept was one that just resonated so deeply with me, and so I wanted to share it with all of you. So I'm not going to talk about all of the stages. We're going to talk about the stages of men that you are most likely to meet, okay? You're not going to be dating little boys, and most of you are not going to be dating men over 70. So we're going to leave out those stages. We're going to talk about the middle stages instead, because those are going to be the ones that are most relevant to most of you. So let's start with nights. Okay, knights. So knights are men as young as teenagers, all the way up through their mid to late 20s, depending on the man. Okay, so here's how you can think about a knight. You think about a knight like from the Middle Ages. Okay, and there is a huge drive and desire for conquest and for adventure. Conquest, adventure, and fun. Those are going to be like the primary values of men this age. Okay, so this is really what's driving them. And it's really important to understand that all of these stages of development, men are all going to have different qualities, right? Like everyone's able to cultivate different qualities within themselves, but a lot of these things are really driving them. Some of them are compulsions, like they're not necessarily choices. So here's the one about this stage that's really important to understand. Their drive for fun and adventure is very strong. So what this means is that at this age, many men will choose what's fun rather than what is responsible. They will choose what's fun over doing the right thing. So the way that you can see this really clearly is if you had men friends, or if you're in 20, if you currently have man friends who you know are good guys, you're like, I know this is a good guy. Like he's been sweet to me. He's been a good friend to me. Like I've seen him do all these great, sweet, kind, loving things. And you're like, I know this is a good guy. But then he does things and is a total dick. And you're just like, where is this coming from? This seems like a totally different person. And 
as a friend, you can objectively see, like, how is he doing this? Like, how are these different sides? And it's not that those behaviors are necessarily characterizing him. It may be that he really is a good guy. But because he's going to choose what's fun over what's responsible more often than not, you're going to see this sort of disconnect in the behavior, right? Where if it's going to be hard, if it's going to be uncomfortable, he may just skip it, right? Like he wants to do what's fun. These men are often very passionate. They're very focused on adventure. And when they're getting in relationships with women, when they're dating, they're really going to be thinking, who do I have fun with? Okay. Who do I have fun with? Who am I having adventures with? So many men at this age are not going to be able or willing to commit. That's not where they are. They're focusing on adventure. So if they do commit at this age, there's usually one of two things going on, or maybe both. One is that they're from a culture where men get married very young. And so they understand this cultural expectation. And so they're following through with it. So Jewish men, for example, Mormons, if they're from a religious family, different cultures sort of have an emphasis on getting married young, starting families young. So if he comes from a culture where that's the case, you know, some some like Latin cultures also. If that's a value that has been ingrained in him, then he may be more inclined. Most Western men, though, that's not a huge part of the culture. It's not really a thing that most men are taught, like, get married in your early 20s, right? Like, they're sort of taught, like, sow your wild oats, have fun, build your career. So for most guys, that's not going to be the case. Now, in addition to the culture, another reason that they may be inclined to commit in this stage is when they find someone that they really feel like, I have a lot of fun with her right? Like when they're with a woman, we're just like, she's fun. This is a person I can have adventures with. So those are the two situations when they are most likely to commit. So if you're dating men who are in their 20s and who you can tell are in the stage, because he could be already in the prince stage, which we'll talk about next. But if you're with someone who's really focused on fun and adventure, then you don't want to pressure him to commit. He's not going to do it. Like he doesn't, he's not going to want to. And what they're going to say to you is, I'm not ready. And what he usually is going to mean by this is I'm not done having the adventures I want to have. I'm not done like having all the fun I want to have. And women always want to be like, you'll still be able to have fun even if we're together. Like, I'm not going to stop you. But like, he knows. He knows the truth. And you know the truth, which is that like when a woman's in a relationship with a man, they expect that his time is now shared. Most women are not just going to say, yeah, go off on an adventure. I don't really care right? Like when you're in a relationship with someone, you you want to see him. You're not going to be cool with him just like flitting off for a week or two or months on end having whatever adventure he's having. And so he's aware of that. You're aware of it on some level. And so they're not going to do it until they're actually ready. So these are the guys where it's like they're really looking for a playmate. So If you're someone who's really looking to have fun, to have that excitement, that passion, that adventure, and you're not quite at the place where you're looking for a committed relationship, regardless of your age, this can be a great fit. Another time this can be a really great fit is if you're a woman who is maybe recently divorced or out of a long relationship and you're like, I know I'm not looking to get serious right now. This is why cougars exist right? Which is a funny term, but it's like, this is the reason why you can see women in their 40s and 50s with guys in their 20s, because the guys are looking to have fun. The women are looking to have fun. It's a fit. The values are aligned. They're in the same place. So if that's what you're looking for, that can actually be awesome. Like that can be a really good thing. 
These men tend to live very much in the present. They're not usually planning. Now, obviously, you're always going to have the types that were just like born 80-year-old men, right? Like there's always going to be men who are in their early 20s, their mid-20s, their late 20s, who are just very serious, very focused, very driven. Fine. And here's the truth is that all men retain some of these qualities throughout their lives. Most men care about having fun. And so, you know, I talk a lot about energy, you know, a man being able to feel your energy and being attracted to your energy, but a lot of that is also going to be fun. Now, once he gets into the later stages, the fun isn't going to be the top priority anymore, but it's always attractive. Like you want to be around people you can have fun with. So that is nights in a nutshell. So for any of you Bachelor fans, an example of a night would be Kaylin and Dean. Okay, Dean basically said, I'm not settling down anytime soon. I'm going to be living in a van. I don't have a place to shower. If you want to come along with me, then great. And that's what they did, right? She was like, yep, I I want you. So I'm going to go along with that. He was living in a van. That's very, very much like an indicator of knighthood. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's a great example of a knight, right? Very focused on fun, was a sweet, good guy, but sometimes didn't do the right thing because he was more focused on fun than being responsible. There's all sorts of examples when you when you look for this. I mean, Joey from Friends, great example of a knight, right? He was a sweet guy, a good guy, way, way more focused on having fun than on anything else and definitely did some pretty assholish things, not because he was a bad guy, but because he was really more focused on fun. So one of the really big things that's going to come up if you are dating a man at this stage, but also any stage, is going to be this idea about readiness, okay? If you're dating someone who's at any stage, really, a man can say to you, I'm not ready, okay? I'm not ready. I'm not ready for a relationship, or I'm not ready to move in together. I'm not ready to get married. I'm not ready for kids, all right? And this is really, really important because women have a different relationship with readiness, Women become ready for things kind of based on who we like. Like we're always ready for connection. So you can say as a woman, I'm focusing on my career right now, or I'm focusing on school right now, or I'm getting ready for a move, so I'm not dating right now. But if you meet someone who you really like and you really connect with, that's going to go out the window, right? And you're going to explore that. Because we do that, we think that men should or do do the same and they don't okay if a man isn't ready it's not that he doesn't love you this is why you can see men in love with someone that they aren't marrying because he doesn't feel ready so women are much more likely to entertain these things quickly when when they meet someone they connect with whereas men are really looking to their own readiness It's their own readiness. And it's really important that men are not pressured to do something when they're not ready. Because this idea about readiness, it goes to like his very own definition of himself as a man. It's not just a matter of like, oh, well, she wants it, so I'm going to do it. In their own minds, they have an idea of this is what it looks like to be a husband, to be a boyfriend, to be a father. And he's going to want to have certain things in place right? And you don't know because it's individual. It's going to depend on the man and what matters to him and what that looks like to him. Okay. So it's very important that you get this, okay? That it's like 
If you're wanting something from someone who isn't ready yet, you're not going to be able to force it out of him. You shouldn't try to force it out of him. But you're going to want to try to understand, like, what does he need? What does he want? So a question you could ask would be something along the lines of, can you help me understand what needs to be in place or that you need to accomplish before you're ready? That's something that you can ask if he's saying he's not ready. Ladies, you have to ask this question in person. This is not something that you text him. This is not something you even say over the phone. Sit down with your man and have a conversation. And when you ask the question, you have to wait. You have to wait for him to answer. And he's going to give it some thought if he's serious about you. If he's serious about you, if he cares about you, he's going to take a minute, he's going to gather his thoughts, and then he's going to share what he actually thinks. We interrupt them. They're thinking of a real answer for us. They are trying to make sure we can understand and we start interrupting them. We're like, he's not answering, so maybe he needs my help. Maybe he needs my help coming up with a good response, right? Don't do that. If you're going to sit down and ask this question, you have to wait And you have to listen until you get a response. And then even once he's finished, continue waiting in case there is more. Okay. So that is nice. Okay. So now let's talk about princes. Now this is going to be, this is a big section because a lot of you are going to be involved in princes because this stage goes from the late 20s all the way to the early 40s. All right. So for a lot of you, these are going to be many of the men that you're dating, right? So there's three stages. There's The early prince, there's middle princes, and then there's late princes. The early prince is when he's switching over from being a knight. He still cares about fun and adventure, but it's not going to be at the same level. He's now starting to think about what is he going to build? What is he going to create? Now, some men, like I said, have already figured it out. You know, they went to college and then they went to grad school. They got a good career. They started a great career right out out of college. And so they'll be able to transition really easily through this phase into the next phase. Some men haven't done that, right? They've really been living it up in their knighthood. They've been focusing on having that fun and adventure and conquest. And now they're trying to figure out, what am I going to build? What is my career going to be? And they are extremely aware that they are not kings, right? They want to become kings. That is going to be part of what drives them. But it's going to be a road, right? It's going to take some work and effort. It's a bit of a path to get to that stage. So they are very aware that that's not yet where they are. Okay. So early princes are going to be the ones trying to figure out their career. So this stage could last for a couple of months if he already sort of knows. And it could last for a couple of years if this is someone who really hasn't ever had any focus or direction. Or it can last for many years if someone gets sort of stuck in this level. Middle princes are sort of the least likely to be looking for love. Or not the least likely, but it's not usually going to be their focus. Okay, even if there's someone who wants to have a relationship uh, relatively soon, they'll usually wait until they have a clarity and they're starting to build. So it's not that often that when a man is figuring out what am I going to do with my career, that he is going to be looking for a serious relationship. So sometimes men can get stuck in different stages. So this stage is usually going to be one, let's say that it could show up around 26, 27. And ideally, they're sort of going to have direction by the time they're 31, 32. 
Okay, so depending on when they start the stage, depending on when they end the stage, it's going to be around that range. So Prince Harry, for example, before he met Meghan, to me came across very much as a middle prince, uh, an early prince. He was known in the past for partying, clearly enjoying his knighthood. And then he wasn't known for that anymore. It seemed like he was trying to get a little more serious, trying to like dip his toes into things, but didn't seem to have a very clear direction. He wasn't really showing up consistently. He wasn't building, right? So he would be an example of someone who was an early prince, maybe longer than he should have been. He was a little bit stuck there for a while. To me, it looks like he's just now sort of starting to enter middle princehood right, where he's actually building. Scott Disick, if you're familiar with the Kardashians, then you know who I'm talking about. He dated Kourtney Kardashian for years. He's the father of her children. So he's maybe 40 now. I don't know how old he is. He's definitely, at the very least, his late 30s, but I think he's maybe 40 or 41. He's someone who's been sort of stuck as a knight. I didn't even think he's in princehood. He may have started to try to figure it out, but it didn't seem like he really stayed with it. So he seems to be someone who's really much more focused on fun, adventure, conquest, challenge, rather than really building in any serious way. This also explains why, even though he's either 40 or close to it, he's still dating 19-year-olds. Because he can act like a knight. They're used to men in their 20s who are more focused on having fun and aren't really having serious commitment, and that's how he's showing up. If he tries to date women closer to his age, you know, people like Courtney, for example, it doesn't fly, right? She's looking for someone who's who's building in a more serious way, who's able to be more of a partner than he is yet capable of. So he's an example of someone who's been sort of stuck. So the next stage that we're looking at is the middle prince. So middle princes, this is a long stage, ladies. This is a long stage. So if you are with a middle prince, you need to buckle up because this can last for a while. Let's say that he figures out what he wants to do by the time he's 30, 32. This stage can last about 12 years, which for many men is going to be pretty closely related to the amount of time that it's taking him to sort of build his career right? So if you start dating someone and he's 32 and he's just started figuring out his career, he could be in this stage until he's 44, 45, 46. The way that this stage would be primarily characterized is by the fact that they're working a lot. They are working long hours. They are their middle princes. They are building their kingdoms. So here's one of the things that you have to be aware of with this stage. If you don't believe in or respect what he does, this is going to be a very challenging stage because he's focusing on building his kingdom. And if you're looking at him and you're like, your kingdom is garbage, you're not going to be able to have the respect to nurture him the way that he's going to need during this time. So one of the things that's nice about being with a man at this stage is that these are going to be the men most open to your advice. If you're in a relationship together and he loves you and trusts you and sees you as smart and wise, he is going to enjoy your counsel. He's going to be much more open to that than men at the other stages, right? He needs to be believed in. He needs to be trusted. He needs to be encouraged. He needs to be supported. Um, But he also is going to have a level of openness. Now, the other thing 
that's really, really nice about Mendes Stage is that there is still some flexibility in terms of how they're willing to provide for you. How they're willing to provide for you. So if you're involved with someone who's at this stage and you want to be given a particular thing, he's going to be much more open to giving you that rather than a king, for example. What he may not be able to give you as much as you want is time. Because he has this compulsion to build, it's going to be very hard for him to give you all of the time that you want. Now, the thing that's really challenging about this for many women is that a lot of women, when they're dating, they say, I want someone who's really ambitious. Like, I want a hardworking guy, master of the universe type, someone who's really building an empire. Okay, fine. And that's all fine and good. And they're often thinking about it from the perspective of like, what's the lifestyle he'll be able to provide? Right? Like a guy who's working hard like that, he's going to be the type who can buy you everything you want and provide the kind of home you want. And women look for providers. The problem is that if this intersects with the time that you're having a family, that may seem less appealing. Okay? Like, while it might be sexy to be with someone who's ambitious and hardworking, if you have a baby and it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night and he's not home and like the baby hasn't gone to sleep and you haven't been able to like take a shower, it's going to seem less sexy, right? So it's sort of about understanding like what do you actually want and need, right? And like what is he willing to provide? Because here's a rough situation is if you're with a man who's extremely hardworking, he's very focused, he does not have much time for you, and he's doing it because he wants to be a great provider. He is. He wants to make a lot of money. He has a big ambition. But he also is not a generous person, or he's very stingy, or he doesn't really see the things that are priorities for you. And you say to him, you know, you're working so hard, we have all this money, let's hire a nanny. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. You're staying home. Why would we hire a nanny? right? If he's like, I don't see the need for the things that you desire. That can be a really big challenge. So the other thing you really want to keep in mind is that if you're dating a man at this stage, you want to make sure that the time that you do have with him, you actually are able to enjoy. If you are only able to see him occasionally, and then you spend most of the time that you're together complaining about how rarely you see him, his desire and drive to see you is going to be lessened, right? So if you're going to be with him, you need to actually cherish the time that he does make for you. You have to really be willing to take the long view because this is a stage that does last for a while. So you've got to be able to sort of settle in and nurture yourself because it may not be over that quickly. The last part of this stage is being a late prince. Okay, so this is when they've been working it's sort of like the light at the end of the tunnel. They're still in princehood. They haven't transitioned yet into kings, but they're sort of starting to take up more space and time for themselves. You know, they're starting to sort of evaluate, like, what have I done? What have I done? What have I created? What have I built? Now, when we're talking about princes, there's basically like two, two camps, okay? So one camp is like, I'm going to build my kingdom with a partner. I'm going to be like, with my partner, like, I know that by having an amazing woman by my side, I'm going to be able to do so much more. And so they want to be in a committed relationship or they want to get married. Now, we talk about how knights are really looking for who can they have the most fun with. Princes are looking for someone who really can have their back, someone who can support them, right? They're going to be looking for that loyalty. They're going to be looking for someone who has consistent values, someone who respects them, Right? 
So that's one camp. The other camp are the ones who are like, nope, I'm building my kingdom and then the queen can move in. And he's not going to be looking to get married in this stage at all. So when we talked about readiness and having the conversation, that's why you want to understand what is this man's particular mindset, right? You want to try to understand, is he in the camp that says, I want to get involved, I want to be committed and have that woman by my side? Or is he of the camp that says, you wait until you're done building before you move the queen in? Okay. Now, here's the other thing that you really have to get about this that can be frustrating. (laughs) Men are always, straight men are always going to want the company of women. Okay. They are very nurtured by feminine energy, by being with a woman. So men in these stages, even if they're not looking for a commitment, are happy to go on dates, to have sex with women, to spend time with women. But he may not be looking for the responsibilities and the obligations that are expected of a boyfriend or of a husband, right? He may be able to say, I can see you once a week. We can go out. We can have sex. But that's all he wants to provide, right? There's no responsibility in between. So this is sometimes what it happens. Like, this is how women slip into situationships because they're with like a, a man who seems really high quality in a lot of ways, but he doesn't want to have that obligation or responsibility towards you in between your dates. So it's just important to understand this because he might be able to be very present with you. And he might have a lot of the qualities that you want, but he may not be even close to being in a committed relationship. Men do not know which one they are. And it's like almost not even worth discussing it with them because they're going to be like, what are you even talking about? This is for you to understand the men that you're involved with. So they are not even choosing it consciously. No man is like, okay, I'm 29. I'm ready to be a middle prince right? Like that's not what they're doing. This is just the patterns of behavior that most men are following. If you can actually understand which stage he's in, you want to get some sort of marker, right? Like, first of all, you have the ages. That's a rough idea. That's like a rough timeline. So if he's saying, you know, I'll be ready once I feel really good about my career, and you can look at him and you can see that he's a middle prince, then he may not be ready he may not feel really good in his career until he's completely finished with middle princehood, right? So that's why it could be a long time. That could be 10 years. So you want to see if you're able to get any sort of objective idea from him. Maybe he'll say, once I'm making 200000 a year, or once I reach you know, the executive director position, or once I am able to go back to grad school and my company pays for it. So it's really just like, what information can you gather? What is he able to identify and tell you? Princes can be really great. And it's important that we understand this because I feel like the word king is just sort of like thrown around. Like we all think we want kings, but we're going to talk about kings next. And obviously there's great things about them, but there are not great things as well. All right. So men, after they've finished their princehood, They go through a transition, okay? So they go through a transition, but the way this sometimes manifests or shows up is what we would call a midlife crisis, right? Where he's doing things that are completely out of character. Sometimes men, they start making the transition and then they sort of restart their careers, you know, and it seems like they're moving backwards, but it's really just they've evaluated where they are. They're not happy with the kingdom they've built and they decide to build something a little bit different. But it's really just like about figuring out their place in the world now that they have finished building. So this can last for for a couple of months to a couple of years. 
And men move through this transition basically depending on how quickly they can accept where they are. So if they are looking back and they're like, wow, the last 10 years of my life have been a waste, that's when these periods can stretch for a long time. If they're like, wow, I'm completely on track. I have everything I want. I feel really good. That's when they're going to be able to transition more quickly, right? So this is why we see some people who have very dramatic midlife crises where they sell their family car and they buy you know, a sports car and they get together with a 20-year-old and it's just like, what's happening with this man? Well, that's what's happening. And then the next stage are kings, okay? So these are men who are usually at least 45, 46. It's possible to meet a man who's younger than that, but it's not so common. Like they're usually gonna be in their late 40s, um, their mid to late 40s, 50s, et cetera, okay? So if you're dating men who are in their later 40s, this is gonna be what you're seeing. Men at this age, they have built, right? They've built their kingdom and they're sort of looking out and it's like, this is what I've built. So if he isn't coupled up yet, this might be where he's like, okay, now I'm ready to get together with someone. So this is where you see, you know, those 45, 46 year olds who are like, I want a 29 year old or 28 year old because I want to have kids and I haven't made time for that before. These men are going to have very strong opinions. They are very sort of stubborn in terms of what they're willing to provide and they really need appreciation. So again, this would be why you might see a man this age with a woman who's much younger because she might be much more likely to be super impressed by him, right? If he's been building, you know, women his age might have built a similar sort of thing and they're like, yeah, cool, you're doing what you should be doing, normal. Whereas a woman who's, you know, 23, might be like, oh my God, I've never met anyone who has anything together, right? She might be used to dating guys that sleep on futons and take their laundry home to their mom. So he could be very impressive. And so since they have this strong need for appreciation and for their opinions to be accepted, that can be sort of an easier approach for them, right? So things that may have worked on younger men, attempts to manipulate attempts to influence are often not going to have the same impact on a king. It's like that's a that's a baked cake. Like you're you're not changing them. So in the way that a middle prince might be very open to your to your opinions, to your advice, to your feedback, you may want to be nurtured. Kings don't want that, okay? So as a woman, it's going to be a different approach for you as well because if you're with a prince, Part of what you're going to be doing is supporting him and nurturing him, giving him advice if he wants, loving him. Once that same man become, becomes a king, or if you get involved with a king, then your work is going to be much more about receiving. And it's receiving in a specific way because you have to be willing to receive what he desires to provide, right? Like I said, that princes were open. Like, what do you want? How can I provide for you? They're going to have some flexibility there. Kings aren't like that. They're going to want to give whatever they want to give. So if what he desires to provide is the same thing that you desire, that's a good fit, right? So again, this goes back to, you know, situations where we might call someone a gold digger, right? Where it's like a woman who seems to really want his money, but if he wants to provide money, then that actually makes sense. That's a fit. Another way that this can show up is that, you know, a man who had children while he was a prince may not have had time for his kids that much, right? Like it may have been his wife who was more involved with the child rearing and he may have missed a lot of soccer games and, you know, tournaments and 
debates and all of that. Like he may have missed out on a lot of that because he was working. He didn't have the time and attention available. And now he's a king and he might have a teenager. And what he now wants to provide might be time and attention. He's going to have a teenager who's like, get out of my face, man. Like I have a life now. Right. But this is when you sort of see these dads who are like trying to get involved and their kid is like, what is going on? This is so weird. Like you've never been around it that much. And now you like want to spend all this time together and you're trying to like be super close. And it's really confusing. You want to make sure that you are, are, are with someone who wants to provide the things that you want. So let's say that you're a woman, you're with a man who has built up wealth for himself. And what he desires to provide is money. He wants to provide material. But you don't particularly care about that. Maybe you're someone who really cares about quality time and connection. It's not going to be a good fit because if that's not what he wants to provide, you're not going to be able to get him to provide that. He sort of already decided. So that's going to be one of the biggest things if you're dating men this age is finding someone who wants to provide the things that you want. The other thing is that kings have to be admired. Okay. So if you don't admire him, it's not that he'll per se leave the relationship, but he may seek out someone who does. Right. So this is sort of where like the stereotype of like a man running off with his secretary would be right? She might look up to him and tell him how amazing he is. And, you know, she waits on him hand and foot. And he's like, this is this is the admiration that he was seeking. Now, it's not that you have to be subservient. That's not what I'm saying. But they do require that appreciation. And if they're seeking appreciation elsewhere, that's a really slippery slope, right? But again, this isn't about blaming any woman if her man leaves him. That's on him. That's a man who made a choice to be non-committed, right? Who decided that he wasn't devoted or that he didn't value commitment. So it's not about blaming her. It's not her fault, but it is about understanding what the role could be. So I love you all. You're amazing. I hope this served you really well. And I will look forward to speaking to hopefully all of you again very soon. Have a great one. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast.